This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Who is the non-quarterback MVP of the NFL, 877-881-1053. Jalen Hurts. Because he's a running back? <laughs> Man. Well, wow. you ran for 157 yards. Mike's dislike for Jalen Hurts never dies. That SOB on the big stage last night probably put himself right back in the strong conversation for M- MVP. Do you think that Diggs is in the conversation this year? Oh my God! Stop that! Stop no. that! I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know we're, we're not Micah doing Parsons that. Parsons should be a strong consideration for this category. Is when we talked to Jerry on Friday, essentially went through the idea that you know non quarterbacks aren't really up for consideration for MVP a whole lot anymore. And if that surprised him, and he was like, "Not really." When you consider the outsize uh, contributions that quarterbacks bring to the game, he 100% gets why that is. So we might still see a sporadic votes here and there, but it feels like this award could be locked into the quarterback for a really long time. So my question for y'all is if we created our non-quarterback MVP, who would get your vote? I got some candidates. Okay. I do have Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Oh. On my list. Oh. The reason I have him elevated over Jefferson and Hill at this point, I mean, their numbers are so close because he has four more touchdowns than the next guy in that yeah, grouping. Jefferson okay? and Hill's touchdowns are pretty low. Yeah, considering, but I mean, they, they move their team up and down the field yeah, and then yeah. their targets, but I, I get it. So I'm putting Diggs in that category. I'm putting Travis Kelsey in that category. He leads the league oh. in receiving touchdowns with 12 as a tight end. And I don't know if a team's ever going to be able to come up with a way to stop this guy. Like, even with all the things they have, him and Mahomes just understand what they're doing together. And it's it's pretty destructive. Josh Jacobs. Kevin has now made his way onto my list at 1,159 yards and nine touchdowns. What team does he play on? 105 yards per they game. Suck. The what worst is this, team. The Major League Baseball, where you can be on a bad team and win MVP. He is. He is. He is good. All right, then. Then Derrick Henry, because he's on a team that's bad, but they act like they're good. They're seven what? and four. Yeah, they they're in first Hanna. place. Yeah, what, where they were in first place last year, and then what happened? They lost to the Bengals in the first round. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah, they. You know what? The Bengals were the best, except for the Rams. And then my last two oh, people yeah. would be definitely Micah and Ju- Matt Judon. I think both of those guys are very similar in their category, but Micah has like. He has the touchdown. He has a couple extra fumble recoveries. There are just some other things that Micah has been able to add to it. So I would definitely have those five guys in my my category. So that's six. So for Micah, I, the one that I thought was amazing 
is on NFL.com after Thursday's win over the Giants. They just put Micah is inevitable. And yeah, and so that's right. And then the Giants disappeared. Is he's the defensive player of the year front runner, netted two sacks for the sixth time this season. And yes, Corey, because of you, I've become very fascinated by he gets zero sacks or he gets two sacks in every single game. He became the third player to have 12 plus sacks in his first two seasons, joining Alden Smith and Reggie White. And obviously you hope he goes more of the Reggie White direction than the Alden Smith direction. He's on pace to break numerous early defensive records, including most multi-sack games at this point. I think he's in the mix for non-QB MVP for sure. Don't you feel like Micah will definitely go more Reggie White direction than Alden Smith? You know what? I do, but I also kind of wonder, like, uh, how did people feel about Alden Smith at the time? Like, it's tough to reflect back on that if they were like, well, there's nothing that's ever going to slow him down. There's something internally with Micah that I think is going to make the difference. That's the difference for me is it just seems like a guy who— That's fair. Everything about him is geared towards how do I go win whatever. Yeah, yeah, And not, hey, I'm just superiorly gifted and I'm showing up and I'm this good. Like, even with Sean Merriman, I think one of the things was he was in the wrong city. Uh, you know, he was in a in a place where he caught, got caught up in all the stuff that was going on and also steroids. And so, like, that... What? Wasn't that... Am I wrong about that? That that was a positive test, correct? I don't even the, know what So, like, that was about. his... In his world, there was something different out there. Here in Dallas, I mean, I know there's a lot of glitz and glamour that goes along with the Cowboys... But I think that Micah's, like, his whole approach is very different than these guys. Okay, so I had the two other logical candidates for me were the receivers. Is, like, Patrick Peterson was asked about Justin Jefferson being the MVP. And he's like, yeah, MVP. He's having that type of year where he should be considered. Now, the wild thing about that is, did you know that last year Cooper Cup was the first wide receiver to even get a vote for MVP since Randy Moss in 1998. Think about how crazy that is. We went 23 years from a vote Mm -hmm. for a wide receiver, not to mention the fact that wide receivers don't win MVPs in the the NFL. From the 682, Max Crosby has 10 and a half sacks and zero help around him and gets doubled almost every play. Who's the help? Who was the help going into the season around Micah? DeMarcus? Yes. Uh, Diggs? Like, I mean, going into this season, it's Micah that yeah. makes the, that makes yeah. Dorrance Armstrong. Yeah. He, he gives those opportunities come up. Now, Dorrance has taken advantage of I was going to say, I'm starting to, I definitely feel like Dorrance Armstrong has got something. But coming uh, into the season, yeah. it was like Micah and De- Demarcus Lawrence, and you were like, Demarcus is aging. Like that. That's kind of where and you were with a this. A lot of people were worried about the loss of Randy Gregory. Yeah. 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 And then Dorrance, it hasn't mattered. At all. Dorrance like, at and all. other names keep stepping in. But so look what he's done for Denver. <laughs> Not fine. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he, got, he, did, he did a little something uh, well, early in the on. season. If you saw what Russell Wilson's doing over there, wouldn't you say my hamstring hurts or whatever? Oh, my God, yes. You'd be like, I don't. But you're going to have to say your hamstring hurts for the next five years because he's stuck there. <laughs> Is All right, so the other two people, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. 
So Justin Jefferson is on pace for 125 catches, 1904 yards, and eight touchdowns. Like that's a crazy that's year. Tyreek Hill is on pace for 134 catches, 1906 yards, and six touchdowns. The the issue that they're going to run into is almost like when Adrian Peterson he had to break 2,000 yards to win MVP. I think that you have to break 2,000 yards and break the record. So the record for most receiving yards in a season is 1,964. The record for most catches in a season is 149. I almost feel like you're at the point where you have to have 150 catches, 2,000 yards, and double-digit touchdowns to, like, really get in the MVP mix because Cooper Cup won the receiving triple crown. They're like, all right, you can have a couple of and you say double-digit touchdowns, and like it's going to take a lot for them they're to get all, there at this trajectory. Yeah, Tyreek is way off that pace. I do wonder, Kevin, if you can add in something, an element to it, to he- like a, a sweetener. And what about a single se- single game record? Okay. Or maybe even you do it twice. Uh, but a single game. Do you know the most receiving yards in a single game? Was it the Calvin Johnson game? I'm going to guess 315, but I don't know who it was. Very close. Okay. Uh, Calvin Johnson against the Cowboys had 329, uh, just short of Flipper Anderson's 336 oh, for the, oh, Flipper. the Rams against yeah. the against the Saints in 89. You said 330. 336. How so, that guy wasn't a Dolphins receiver, nobody knows. So you have one of those games that like puts a stamp on it. Yeah, I think it gets you more votes. I, there's no way it gets you. I still don't think yeah, there's any way. That you, would be, maybe even setting the single season record. And a single game record, I still don't think there. See, that is the one scenario. But I think about it, I think Jefferson has to do it. Because for Tyreek Hill, the betting odds have shrunk and shrunk and shrunk for Tua to win MVP. So I feel like if Tyreek Hill hits those marks, is people also be like, man, look at Tua. That, because uh, they had. Did you even watch that game yesterday, dude? Like, all they talked about was Tua. I mean, all they talked about was his offense. And I know the stat going around is he is undefeated. The Dolphins are undefeated in games in which he plays the whole game. Yeah, man. And so I wonder about that. But Justin Jefferson, there is no talk about Kirk Cousins being the MVP of the league. So if Justin Jefferson broke the single game receiving record then i believe he would break the season long record that's a lot to ask for but in that scenario i believe he could win mvp but right now he'd probably be third best case scenario 400 yards receiving in a game then nobody's ever even like gotten, you would hope that would win it for i got him. both of those guys on my uh, fantasy team so i'm really fingers crossed yeah that. you would hope <laughs> that would get the job done but from the 214 not surprisingly, is Micah would be your MVP. And then from the 972, people are saying two is going to win the regular MVP. But if you took it out of the quarterback hands, I think my vote right now would be Tyreek, even though I know Tua is grabbing a lot of the credit. I think that's mine would be huge. Patrick Mahomes, non QB. Mm-hmm. But you said Tua. No, I said. Hill, but then I thought you said over. No, no, I was reading somebody's text and I said, but we're not doing that right now. We're doing non QB MVP. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> okay. As a running back, yeah. I see where he's going running, with this. He's going to give it for, for his rushing statistics. I'm just kidding. Jalen Hurts fans, he's good. He is. I mean, it's it sucks. He, he, but he, he is threw good. for 150 yards yesterday. I saw. <laughs> In the 401, Judon has no help either. 
he's got Bill Belichick. I think that's pretty helpful. Like, that's the, one of the best defensive minds to ever coach the game. Yeah. And, like, he, he has shown over his career that somebody you've never heard of can <laughs> right. become a good player. Right. Uh, and, like, I think they're just very sound in the way that they approach it a lot of times. Lamar Jackson, is that because I'm he's not, running back too? That is One not better running Sunshine. Statistics. That is not the direction I'm going. How much credit goes to Sunshine what and how f- much goes to Speedo Man for that win? What? And then also. Wait, what you just said. Okay. I mean, go back and watch that game. And then from the 817. Jackson look, DeVille? Mike, yes. Michael Irvin said that Kirk Cousins would win the MVP. Kirk Cousins will not win the MVP. Why not? Uh, unless. We really do have a Thanos him? that snaps his fingers and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Tua disappear is Kirk Cousins is not going to win the actual MVP. Did you not see him in his third primetime victory? You know what? We did talk about that. I was impressed that he overcame. Mostly I was impressed because I want them to be good so it makes the Cowboys look better. That makes sense. I just yeah. need them to lose one more game and then for Philly to lose one more game before they play the Cowboys so then the Cowboys will control their own destiny and that would be super awesome. I'm going to ask you a question. At what point are we going to have the discussion about should all division winners get home field in the first round? I'd, I'd like that conversation. I'd, I'd it doesn't have to be today, but I think we're going to get to that at the end of the year when the Cowboys are 13 and four, most likely, or yeah. something like that, or 12 and five, and they're going to have to go on the road for three straight games against maybe two teams that have better like records. Eight, nine there. Tampa team, like in the first round, maybe. From the 6 8 2, if you were in the is he a bust, is he the future at that position conversation, you cannot be in, in the MVP conversation for three years after that. This is interesting. Jalen Hurts this year, I think a lot of people, what you're seeing is expectation was meh. Oh, see, I thought most. that was about Tua. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was about Tua, okay, too. Okay, that could, it could be about both. That conversation could definitely, you yeah. could have it. And I wonder how many other guys that have been in the MVP conversation in history have just popped up in the conversation because they had that good year in a year that nobody really expected them to do anything. I really think the perfect thing about Jalen Hurts is he is 2018 Lamar Jackson and I think Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback like I'm sarcastic about him being a running back if people aren't you know getting my sarcasm sorry but deal with it Lamar Jackson has done very similar things to his 2000 and I'm sorry 19 MVP season 2018 he comes in I believe he goes six and one as as a starter the next year, he starts the whole season. He wins MVP. He hasn't even been part of the conversation since. Yeah. Yet he's doing similar things every year. He's not dropped off. They they make the – I know last year they didn't, but, I mean, 2020, 2000 – I guess last year was 21. But, you know, 2020 wasn't a bad year. It was very similar. This year he's having a very similar year. Now the team isn't having as much success. But you see now the expectation on Lamar Jackson is – Hey, we gave you that MVP, and you deserved it. You did everything to deserve that MVP. Can you play at the MVP level that Patrick Mahomes is continuing to play at or Aaron Rodgers has continued to play at or before Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning? And the answer is, uh, maybe I can't elevate my game to the next level at 24, 25, 26. Maybe I'm just a good quarterback. But Jalen Hurts is living off of we all thought he wasn't going to be great. 
He is good or great if you so like you to say that. you think that actually helps his case? It helps him to win than... this MVP, but I don't think he'll ever be in consideration for another one the rest of his career. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Corey, this segment is for all the people, but it might especially be for you. Stats that show the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Yes. Are you ready to believe? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here in The Fan. Snap on third down. Back to throw. Good pickup block. McGovern into the end zone. It is caught by Schultz. Touchdown over McLeod. And that is saving the drive. Wow. Wow, indeed. And I'm going to try to impress and dazzle you and maybe even convince you in this segment. Stats that show the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Before we get to these stats, Corey, and don't forget, in the noon o'clock hour, we will give away tickets to the Cowboys-Colts game. Are you ready to believe that the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl? I mean, there's a whole thing on John Hamm and Santa Claus about it. About the now, Cowboys? Now I understand that. I have now seen those commercials. This is about Team USA. Yeah. Yeah. But they do a chant, I believe, that well, we will win. The Cowboys are America's team. That's so true. maybe that has something. I'm not. Okay. Uh, so listen, man, I, I am a Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan my entire life, and I'm an optimistic person and by nature. I just I don't know exactly what the thing I believe that they are for real right now. Like, okay. does that, does that make sense? Like yeah. there was part of me that was like, Oh, and it most, like, again, most of it goes to, they called themselves out and they've shown up since then. So the fact that they did that to themselves and they, they did that, bam. All right. And they had a chance to just goof that one off on, uh, on Thanksgiving day. They really had an opportunity to just be yeah. like, well, we fumbled that one away, but they did For not. a while. They tried. They, they, and I, I understand Kevin, mm-hmm. I've never played, uh, that quickly of a turnaround before. <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's just the way that Thursday, Thursday night games, usually the worst game anyway. So why can't Thursday Thanksgiving be a bad game too? Huh. That being said, they won it. They overcame the, the, the lesser team like they should. I do believe that they are for real. But I'm not ready to believe that they can win the Super Bowl yet. So okay. convince me. All right. From the 8-3-2, they're already saying, but I don't want to get the Cowboys to get a bye because then I don't believe they can win that next playoff game. All right. So here are my general Cowboys excellence stats or things to get you fired up going forward. Ezekiel Elliott. Did you know in the first quarter on Thanksgiving, he had runs of 10, 15, and 22 yards. It is the first time he has had three carries of 10-plus yards in the same quarter in three years. Wow. Which so is, he's back to being a kid again. Which is kind of astonishing right He was there. great. I said this Friday, Corey, but I'll say it again, and I want your thoughts here, is for the first time I felt like all year, he was hitting a hole with balance. He was hitting it with the power, but he wasn't going, hey, my shoulders are going to get over my toes, and I'm going to lean forward, take one more stride, and dive forward for an eight-yard gain. He was hitting the hole going, I'm going to hit this with balance. And as a guy is attacking me, yeah, I might try to run over him. But at times, I might try to stutter step or do something more. And I just thought, hey, he is who he is in in getting those tough yards. But I just thought he looked like 2016 through 2018, Zeke, on Thanksgiving, the way that he was hitting the hole with aggressiveness, but still with balance. I wonder how much that has to do with health and the ability to, instead of say. 
because you're going to get hit when you run through that lane. Sure. Somebody's arm's going to be there. They're going to, you know, they're going to put something on your body. And I think a lot of times once he felt contact, he was like, now time to give contact back. Well, this week he did look like he was, once he got there, it was almost like somebody sat him down and said, hey, look at how much more you could get if you just stayed this way. And maybe, maybe it has something to do with Tony, you know, picking up those extra big yards. And people are like, hey, Zeke, why can't you do that? And he's looking at it going, man, there is more. There is more that I can pick up if uh, if I just stay on my feet. Instead of, I know exactly what Mike's talking about. You've seen it. You've seen him get low and then dive. And you're like, man, you could add six more yards. Yeah. This. So that is an optimistic offensive stat. The optimistic defensive stat the Cowboys lead the NFL with 45 sacks. That is the second most in team history through 11 games. So, optimistic offensive stat, optimistic defense. Can you repeat stat. that stat one more time? 45 sacks this year. That is the second most in team history at this point. And what is the... They're, they're two back of the record. The record. The pacing at yes. this point? Man. There's going to be a game. There's going to be a game, Kevin, where they're going to get seven again. And there's, they've, they, they're going to have that moment where they're going to want to chase history. It's going to be late in the season, I think. Jacksonville. Maybe Jacksonville's the one where they're just I don't like, know about sunshine. Let's go put this guy on his butt as often as we can. You guys said we're playing the Houston Texans still. Yeah, dude. Yes, we are. <sighs> about to play Kyle Allen, your boy. <laughs> named the whole field after him. Hey, yeah, at least he stayed. Kyle Field for a minute. They named the high school after him, too. Allen High School. I don't know if all of those things are directly related, but to be fair, I don't know that they're not. So I think I, I do not. think, Kevin, like this, this is a historic, this is a historic defense, what they're doing right now. Okay. Does that mean you want the historic defensive stat yet next? Or maybe the historic offensive stat? Well, Kevin, I'll be very honest. I need balance in my life. Okay. You gave me offense. Yep. You gave me defense. Yep. Where's our historic special team stat? Brett Maher has made more 60-plus yard kicks than any player in the history of the NFL, though damned if Justin Tucker didn't give it a hell of an effort uh, yesterday. And also, Brett Maher became the first Dallas Cowboys kicker ever to make three 50-plus yard field goals in the same game. That is going back one more game. Mike, this were, last game he couldn't kick a field goal, and that screwed over all kinds of people with the ensuing touchdown and the double backdoor cover. Mike, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Kevin was suggesting that he might have a baby uh, during training camp. You saw the baby Did on it happen? Wednesday. Nobody really. You knows. saw the baby too. Is that the same baby? Was that a rent a baby? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> we would not rent that baby at night. Then <laughs> he is a delight, but at night he is like. It's not time to sleep now. We saw kickers kicking the ball straight into the ground. Like, it was the worst kicking I'd ever seen. We were happy, Kevin, if a guy only missed three. Oh, no. Like, we were sitting there watching this like, this is the biggest story of training camp right now is the freaking kickers. Yeah, but we got to interview one of them. We did. And he got cut Very quickly. That was Garibay, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then he didn't make it. And then they got Maher. Who, Who picked him up? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think. Look, oh, look. Maybe Circuit City. Maybe FC Dallas. Yeah, actually, that could be the Circuit case. Circuit City is still in the game? No, they're out. Oh, they're okay. gone. They're and, back. And then Brett Maher comes along with a big resounding meh 
across DFW, Man. and now he's everybody's hero. I know this is what not the happened? way it works, but Brett Maher should probably be up for consideration for team MVP. Yes. Like, I know that's not how it works, but my gosh. Do we have a- an NFL most improved player? Hey, that's It's him. It's that's got to be. Just him. Think of all the all the times that we like that Zerline didn't save us. That we were like, if we just had a kicker, and now this year we're sitting there going, man, we're in a really good spot. I hope y'all are all out there praising Maher all the time. Absolutely on Twitter. Now, do you want a historical defensive stat? Now that I gave you special teams, yeah, or, we'll go back in reverse okay, order okay. to offense. All right, man, I might not have another special teams one. Let's see how it goes. All right, so offense, though the defense gets a little credit here as well. The Cowboys with that win over Minnesota, that was the largest road victory in franchise history. It beat these two when twice they had had a thirty-five point road victory in nineteen seventy-five, but more importantly. In 1971, when they won the Super Bowl. So this surpassed that season in which they won the Super Bowl. Wow. That's one. Okay. But I know you might be like, well, hold on a second. What about other teams winning the Super Bowl? Wait, there's more. Fair enough. The Dallas Cowboys, in case you didn't know this, this might be the most amazing defensive number I can provide you for the day. All right, I'm listening. The Dallas Cowboys have not given up a touchdown in the first quarter of the first 11 games. Yeah, this is awesome. Zero touchdowns. That is only the third time that's happened since 2003. The 2013 Carolina Panthers, don't worry about them, and the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. And what did... The 2017 Philadelphia Eagles go on to do. Oh, they got their quarterback destroyed when he went in for a touchdown against the Steelers. So it probably went bad. No, he's like on an MVP deal, but he he's bounced will, back. They, I think his name's Wentz. I he think has been he's been terrible had a since then. He has not. That team got you to root for him. Yeah, I bought. I, a, know. I bought a Carson Wentz. Are you ashamed of yourself for that? No. Ah. Yeah, you know what? Never. Yeah, let's take it off of me. I thought you were talking about me. You forgot about that. <laughs> I, I still like can't believe you rooted for the Eagles. Like you, s- I hate Tom Brady more than I hate the Eagles. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that is awesome though. That that Eagles team, Steelers fan. Damn it! Your allegiances all anti Cowboys teams. I fit in great in the Metroplex. I'll jump bandwagons on you. The thing about that stat, man, and how significant that is, is what it does for the rest of the game for you. You know, it allows you your offense to either get out and ahead and be there, or it allows your offense to catch up and kind of get back into mode. But that's an important stat that your defense and they that they start strong. That way, they finished pretty strong, too, in most games. I know the Packers game is going to give us hell all season, but even still. All right, so you were not convinced going in. I have presented you five statistics that should get you excited that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Do you now believe the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl? Off of those stats? Yeah. No. If they win the division, yes. Did you say will or can? Will. No. Can. Yes. Okay. Anybody can right now. Nobody's nobody's won it yet. Texans can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hold on. Who's eliminated from the playoffs so far? It's got to feel like the Texans are eliminated, but I'll go double check that. From the 682, Corey, I've been on the internet and various apps that exist on it. There's no way in hell people will pivot in on the kicker. They will die on the hill claiming it's luck or I was always Man. a supporter. Man. That is a great point. Is there? Do you know how many people there are to this day 
that are like, I knew Luca was going to be great. I said he was going to be great. I remember. I admit it. We did that game. We did that show from the American Airlines Center. We had the first interview in the Metroplex with Luca. And I had talked all about me and Mick, Nick Nepic had talked all about how great he was going to be. 90% of the audience that night was like, good God. Another soft Euro bus. Exactly. Should have got Mo Bamba. Yeah. Giddy up a um bop Mo Bamba. And that's what, and that's far better than Mo Bamba the player is, and that's what we got. But people do love to revise. Like, I will admit, when we got, when we decided on Brett Maher, I was like, congratulations, you won the loser's bracket. Yeah, let's hope we never have to kick, please. Mo Bamba would be our second best player, right? Mm, I'll probably, I'll not probably. I will dispute that. Yeah, he's having a tough go yeah. of it this year. Can you imagine he's if they'd have gotten both Trey Young and Luca, and how efficient that offense would have been? No, would have benched Trey. Yeah, three point shooting would be. I mean, yeah, Splash Brothers. Trey Young thinks efficiency is stupid. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. The Ravens get outmatched by Speedo Man. Plus, no one can stop. Tua. We'll do it next right here in the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Right now, what say we go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy? Goal, 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 goal. Ooh. Dressing still the winner. <laughs> dressing is still the winner now. Reggie. Dressing was amazing on Thanksgiving, by the way. We have to start with cut two, or else Mike might boycott the rest of this segment. Let's go ahead and hear cut two. Shotgun for Trevor. He drops. He looks. Fires left side of us. Good! 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 Zay Jones catches it. The two-point conversion is good. Jacksonville is taking the lead. What? Now that game what? was astonishing for so many different reasons, not the least of which was Jackson DeVille, the official mascot of the Jags. In the first quarter, he was wearing nothing but a Speedo, and he was painted or costume, whatever. I think it was painted, wearing a Speedo behind the end zone for a variety of things, including a field goal try. But check this out. This was the first game all season the Ravens didn't lose, didn't lead by at least 10 points. They led by nine points midway through the fourth quarter. And of course, they lost. That is the fatal flaw. 
of the Ravens. They cannot hold a lead to save their life. They have been up by at least nine points in all 11 of their games and lost four of them. But but that is nothing compared to the Jags. Are you ready, Mike? Yeah, because T-Law threw eight incompletes. How did he throw eight incompletes that game? In the history Uh of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be positive. I can feel it. When trailing by seven or more points in the last minute of regulation, yeah. they were 0 and 183. But not with T Law. But not anymore. T Law puts the one victory on the board. They are now 1 and 183 when trailing by seven or more points in the final minute of regulation. Well, good. I will say this I think the Cowboys will beat Trevor Lawrence and yes. the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, in mid December. That being said, you probably wanted to play Jacksonville earlier in the year. Not yeah. saying it's not going to be an easier game. Or but in the middle part of the year. Yeah, you know, you look at it. I'm looking at my Jags here. In their five-game losing streak, they freaking lost at home to the Texans 13-6. to And then it says at home, but it wasn't at home. It was in good old England, wherever that is. 21-17 to uh-huh. against the Russell Wilson um, Broncos. Yep. And you just look at those two games. Look, fine. You lost to the Eagles. You lost at the Colts. And you lost to the Giants. I, I understand you're not a good team. But even okay teams, if you beat the Texans and you beat the Broncos and you're sitting there right now at 6-5 and five instead of... Infinitely, yeah. Well, oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, the upside that you'd be hearing about Jacksonville in the future would be a lot more. But they did lose. But it's okay. They're going to beat the Lions. They're going to beat the Titans. They're going to beat the Cowboys. They are not. They're going to beat the Jets. They're going to beat the Texans. That. And they're going to beat the Titans and go undefeated the rest of the way, Corey. There's no and chance finish in hell. 10 and happen. 7 and get that last spot in the playoffs. That'll be the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not, but it, you know, you but can it would be a lot of fun. As a lifelong Jags fan, mm-hmm. Mark Brunel, David Garrard. Mark Brunell was okay for I like a minute. Mark Brunell, man. I, I just, Jimmy Smith, Keenan McCardell. Somebody texted in from the 817. It was like Trevor Lawrence just unlocked his abilities. And I saw, I think it was Lewis Riddick said, that's the most confident you've ever seen him. You hope that's the launching pad for him. That's right. what we saw. With that, that last drive was the quarterback that we were like, that's the one that you want forever. Yeah. Uh, this is That's why. And so for him, I do hope he gains some confidence off of that. Mike, you said he only had eight incompletions. Two of them were on that drive. He only had six the rest of the the rest of the game. Two of them were on that drive. He was he all was right. confident with the way that he was throwing that. That's football. enough Jaguars talk. Let's move on to uh, all those other teams. All right, let's go to cut number five because this was a historic run right here. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. Burst through the hole. 20, 25, 30. He's off to the races here in Seattle. Nobody's going to catch him. 25, 20, 10. Bye-bye, Josh. 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week. Now, Josh Jacobs, by completing that run, the only player since at least 1950, it sent the folks at NFL Research scrambling, but this is as far back as they could get, that had 225 yards or more rushing and 70 yards or more receiving in a single game. It's Josh Jacobs and nobody since 1950. Wow. And that Not run. Not even Emmett? Yeah. No. Or Barry? No. 
Walter Payton. And any of them that have played You're since Troy Hambrick. 1950. Yes, not Troy Hambrick either. What about Peyton Hillis? No, not Peyton Hillis, not Parker Hillis. None of them. Peyton Hillis made the Madden cover, though. Yes, yes, he did. In your face. Surely he's the worst person ever on the cover of Madden, right? I think so. Like, I don't know him as a person. No, no, no. I meant like as a player. I'm sorry. Him. The worst the worst player ever on the cover of Madden. I, I have no idea what I he's like. Yeah, I don't know why human. they decided that one that yes, year. He had a great season that one year. Yeah. Well, Dante Is that Culpepper? the only reason? What about Dante Culpepper? What other, I mean, he played for the Browns and they're trying to give him some love? Mm. There, there could be any other reason. Oh, I'm racking my brain. I can't find one. <sighs> oh, he's white. What? Is he? As a running back. Yeah. Is that what y'all were trying to... They definitely didn't grade him on a curve by putting him on the cover of Madden. I'm just saying, could we at least consider that as possibly could have happened? So So when Marshawn Lynch, he hasn't done that either? Was Marshawn Lynch on the cover? Since 1950, he hasn't? No, 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 no other... Player not even Frank Gore has done that. Okay, well for obviously. the Raiders is what he's saying. No, well, Frank Gore started before 19. Ooh, you know, what, that's he a good eligible. point. We're still working on going through those records and making determinations <laughs> off of that. But yeah, so heck of a time for Josh Jacobs in that win right there. I just saw the Tristan Wirfs injury. Have you is he s- done? I, it looks like it is, and that play right there, was- man. It was crazy, too, because they said the x-rays were negative, and I was like, for like a fracture, but surely not for ligament tears, because that was bad. I just saw a report on it. I, sorry, I just saw the play for the first time, but I, bad. I just saw a report come up from a former Cowboys reporter who is now covering uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, so, Brianna? Yeah, Brianna. That's what, thank you. Three to four weeks? Oh, wow. Three to four weeks that with the ankle nasty. injury. I don't know if you... Did y'all happen to see... It looked worse than that. Did you happen to see the, uh, Tua almost... Like, his legs get almost ripped off at one point, too? I thought that... that there there were some moments this weekend, Kevin, that could have been really bad. That's the people. one thing about Tua is there's still six more games for him to make it through healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if they do... Uh, yeah, they're a real threat. Ooh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Who do you think's better? This is around the NFL, but not Mike asking all the football questions. Right now, would you be more scared to play Miami or Buffalo? Miami. Miami. Interesting. I like that Which I, I don't know if we're in the minority on that. And I haven't seen the betting odds, but their their Miami. offense. I mean, I know that Josh Allen's been able to to get in position to win. Their offense, the Miami offense, just doesn't die. Okay, so let's talk about Miami then. Since he was knocked unconscious versus the Bengals in a horrifying scene on that Thursday night football game, since he came back, two has thrown for 1,529 yards, 11 touchdowns, and no interceptions. Is that good? Yeah, it is. <sighs> that's astonishing, especially for a time when, and I understand why, some people were saying that he should retire. Is That's how like horrifying that injury was. Tua is 8-1 and one as a starter this season, but people will be quick to point out that the Dolphins are 8-0 and oh when he's played the whole game. You want to talk about a bad beat in the betting world? You know, he's his sack numbers, by the way, I just want to add to it, the, the Dolphins have only given up 23 sacks this year, which is, we'll get to this at 1 o'clock during the C-block, one of the lowest, like one of the bottom six or seven in the league. Now... I am curious. I don't know why I said it like that. I am curious, curious, if, curious. if that will 
continue to hold up because Taryn, Ar Taryn Armstead was hurt. Now, they are saying that it looks like it's not going to be as bad as it will be, but he'll probably still miss some time. Still waiting to hear, like, what amount of time that will be. But it looks like Taryn Armstead is going to miss some time. So we will see how much that affects Tua and the offensive line in general. But check this out for a bad beat. The Dolphins had a over-under team total yesterday, if you bet on it, of 30 and a half. They scored 30 points in the first half. Oh, yeah. And then they didn't score again. Well, because they didn't have to, Kevin. No, you're right. <laughs> but if you're a better... You are pretty You have serious. to think, you're at 30 points at halftime. That's an easy cash, but... No. God, that's that would not. You you know what? After that, you watch the first half and you're like, okay, I can go clean the pool. Yeah. I can go do I can go make something right now. You're never going back to that game for the rest of the day. You know what they better. didn't make money. Yeah. Is they Dang. cook up all kinds of stuff, but they weren't making any money right there. All right. Let's go to cut number six if we can, because there was yet another game that was decided by that late two point conversion. Herbert from the shotgun. Win or lose. Eckler goes in motion. Herbert to pass. Caught. It's good. It's good. Herbert to Gerald Everett. And they take a one-point lead. Now, that was a big game in terms of, obviously, the Chargers winning, but also statistically for Justin Herbert. Had 274 yards passing and three touchdowns. That allows him to surpass Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Justin Herbert now has the second most passing yards ever in the first three years of their career and second most touchdowns ever in the first three years of a career for a quarterback, both trailing Dan Marino, which clearly that's pretty amazing company to be in. So good job, Justin Herbert. I know you're trying to prop up Justin Herbert here. Yeah, that's usually what I do. But is Kyler Murray... Trying to get his coach fired with oh, that comment after we, that game. We have we have the audio that is hopefully edited. This is Kyler <laughs> Murray's <laughs> thoughts. Oh my gosh. These are Kyler Murray's thoughts about, you know, how things went and stuff. The fourth and inches call in the second quarter um, that resulted in interception. Yeah. Did you like the call? Did you feel like you had a pop? Um no, it wasn't that wasn't for hop, actually. Um Schematically, I mean, they kind of, we, we were kind of Yeah. Schematically, we were kind of we screwed. F. So Who's this in charge is, of the schematics? That would be the quarterback, dead obviously. man walking Cliff yeah. Kingsbury. This is always the tough thing for an organization is they're having issues with Kyler Murray's leadership, right? They are. And he's saying, fire the coach. What he's saying right there is, that without is saying fire it, the coach, he's saying fire the coach. Like. But if you give him exactly what he wants, does that help with his leadership? Does that help with the development of his team? I do think Coach Bro needs to be gone. I can't believe he got that job in the first place. And over time, he's showing that he's not a head coach. He's not a head coach in college. He's not a head coach in the NFL. He's probably an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach, wherever you want that to be. But I don't know when somebody has this bad of an attitude and he's struggling to lead – if you give him what he wants, does it help? All right, so there are a couple things. You're pr that part, you're probably totally right about the question. Like you, you should ask that question. It also is interesting that like this coach stood up for the player. He was like, I want this guy. Yeah. Maybe it was to save his job. I don't know. The 
The one thing, though, Mike, that I think if you're the GM who's screwed this up the entire way, <laughs> you you got to look at it and say, I did screw up by hiring a coach that was never a winner. And this guy was a winner his entire life until he got to this coach. So what's the that, that's where True. I think he's going to balance good. that out and say, I'm going to go with the guy who's always been a winner and hope that the new coach can help him help guide that process. Or do you try to get rid of both? And I know it's very tough after signing a huge contract to get rid of Kyler Murray, but I just look at where the Jets are at with Zach Wilson. I know this is around the NFL here is they ended up scoring 31 points with Mike White. And so you just see what happens when the other 52 guys want to play with the one guy who's the quarterback. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones right here in your home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105 Through the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.